Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, your podcast for the Saints and the Pelicans. Greetings from Studio B over on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly. And uh, all is well over here today, especially after the win last night by the Pelicans. More on that in a moment. But the Saints are back to work today in full practice mode as they uh, really churn away now at their preparations for the San Francisco 49ers. Finally, three in a row at home at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I I thought about this the other day. I was like, man, I tell you what, I I know we've been home, but it hasn't really felt like it. Well, I mean, all you have to do is go back and look at the schedule here for the Saints, and uh, you'll see why I'm thinking that. But to have three in a row now at home is going to be a treat. It starts on Sunday with the 49ers. I'm excited about the game. The 49ers have dropped uh, two straight, but will still bring uh, plenty of problems uh, to the Crescent City this weekend. And here are the Saints at 4-4 four and four and winners of three of their last four. Hopefully a, a, a little bit healed up, perhaps, after uh, having not played since this past Thursday. What a week that was, uh, and what an effort by the Saints to get that done. Those two wins are huge, and we're talking about a first-place football team as we begin uh, our week with them. Uh, Later today, Sean Payton will speak to the media after the practice in the indoor facility. Quarterback Drew Brees also meets with the media on Wednesdays, and uh, John DeShazer and I will visit the Saints locker room, and we'll have a complete report for you, full coverage as well this afternoon on uh, NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app. Um, With that, uh, we'll also hear tomorrow from some of the voices calling the game this weekend, and then, of course, includes the voice of the Saints Jim Henderson. All right, so that's on our plate there, football-wise. Oh, one more thing. Uh, congratulations to Shane Graham, by the way. The uh, Saints place kicker has been named the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. And so congratulations to Shane. Funny story, I ran into him this morning, and I and I said, hey, congratulations. And he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, I, I, I kind of found out about it secondhand. I said, well, what, what do you mean? He says, well, I, I, don't, I don't do social media at all. He doesn't do Twitter. No Instagram, no Facebook, no nothing. He actually heard about it from his buddy, who's the kicker for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> so Shane kind of found out about it secondhand, but nonetheless, he was gracious this morning and, and pleased that he got the honor and that he could help out 
uh, the black and gold, of course, in that very crucial month of October. Um, one other football note today coming up, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com makes his usual Wednesday visit as he will uh, sit down with Daniel Salerson to get you ready for your fantasy weekend. And that football weekend, of course, starts tomorrow night. All right, last night at the Smoothie King Center, big night for the Pelicans. They were winners last night over the Charlotte Hornets, 191. Here are some of the highlights from the ballgame. Davis and Jefferson in the center jump circle as we begin the first of two in this season series. And the Hornets have won the opening tap. We'll shoot at the end to our left here in the opening quarter. Here's Anderson's first touch. Dribbles across the top of the key. Hands off elbow left to Gordon. Turns the corner down the lane. Goes out of a crowd to Rivers for three. Sideline right. No good. Rebound. Oshik goes out to Anderson for three angle left. Yep. And after last night's really rough go for Anderson, 2 of 14 and 0 of 7 for 3, he nails this one to make it 24 to 17. Evans to the top of the arc. Chest pass to Rivers near sideline. From in front of his own bench. Blows past Henderson. Rises over Jefferson and scores. Evans crossover dribble. Off the top of the key. Kicks wing left for Gordon. Gordon gives it up to Davis. Four to shoot. Rises in the key. And hits an 18-footer. 12 for Davis to go alongside nine rebound. Holiday around that high middle pick again for Davis. He rolls to the rim. Alley-oop dunk with the right hand. Holiday to Davis. Good night. Wow. Rivers tried to drive, then saw help defense coming. Peels out, wing left. Goes up and around the top of the arc to Drew Holiday. To the nail, throws back right. Three ball off the catch for Evans. Got it. Tyreek Evans has hit more from outside than he has at the rim tonight. That one's huge, and the Pelicans now enjoy their largest lead, 15 points, with 5.53 left in the fourth, and force Charlotte into a timeout. Three, two, one, a win for the Pelicans. We go back to 500, two and two on the season. The Hornets fall to one and three. And the final score here at the Smoothie King Center, Pelicans 100, Hornets 91, J.D. And with that, the Pelicans are now 2-2. Two and two. They've uh, picked up their wins against the Eastern Conference, first the Orlando Magic and now the Charlotte Hornets. So they'll get ready for a grueling road trip this weekend against the San Antonio Spurs and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Helping us to talk Pelicans today, of course, is David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday. We'll also hear from head coach Monty Williams and also from star forward Anthony Davis. They'll uh, share their thoughts from last night right after the win. And we'll get you some of the particulars from that game when we hear from them a little bit later in the show. So a busy Wednesday ahead for us on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for making No Appointment Radio part of your workday today or perhaps your uh, relaxing time, relaxation time tonight, uh, as it may be on this Wednesday. Jake Seeley, rotoexperts.com a little bit later. Coming up next, though, David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... (coughs) Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. 
The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Guess what day it is. Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back in. Here on this Wednesday, of course, it's a Wesley Wednesday, and uh, here in the full swing of the basketball season now, four games in, these Wesley Wednesdays have so much more meaning, don't they, David? They do, they do. You know, it's, uh, it's good to be talking basketball and, Good to be talking basketball after a Pelicans win. No doubt. That's David Wesley, of course, analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, joining us as he always does on Wednesdays. And uh, after a bit of a shooting funk and two straight losses, yes, David, the Pelicans did certainly get back on track last night. Yeah, they did and and, and played well, um, shot it much better, got much more production out of more people, uh, went a little deeper into their lineup, um, got to see some guys that haven't really got a whole lot of minutes like Jimmer and uh, Agenza, uh got out there and, and played a little bit. Uh, Austin Rivers, good night for him, shooting the ball and, and playing solid basketball. So a lot of good things happened last night, not to mention Anthony Davis doing what he does. No, he was unbelievable again. Um, yes. I don't want to. I don't want this to come across as negative. All right, so I guess get yourself in negative the frame Nelly, of Nelly early on no, Wesley Wednesday. See, we I'm, won't have it. No, we will not have it. Um, so with that being said. <laughs> Um, in some ways, I feel like there's still a lot of questions about this basketball team. Would you agree? I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, they have they have played um, some of the better teams, teams in their division that that they they really um, struggled offensively, uh, struggled defensively, and so those are certainly things that that they're going to have to shore up uh, when they go up against teams like. Uh, San Antonio when they get ready to play them, uh, and, and and who's going to score every night? You know the the rotations have been, um, you know different at times, and you know you start out one game where you play seven or eight guys, and then last night where you play a bunch of guys. So um, I think he's still trying to tweak and find out what works for this basketball team and what combinations work well, and uh, that, that's going to take some time. Unfortunately, David, they haven't developed a telestrator for podcasts um, as of yet. <laughs> um, but if you, could, if you could maybe start to compare and contrast the style of offense or the, or the style of the sets that Monty Williams is running from last year to this year, are you noticing significant change, subtle change, What's out there for you? I think it's more subtle. I think he's he's made more of a conscious effort to get guys involved that aren't. Uh, his offense, the way I see it, is an offense that, that has a lot of options in it. And in those options, you take what's there. But, uh, you know, this young basketball team doesn't always see those openings and options where they can, they can be effective, uh, specifically talking about, 
um, somebody like Eric Gordon, who now in a couple of games it seems like he's not involved. And so I think Monty has specifically more so than I remember last year or noticed last year called plays where, all right, here we go. Get you, get in the game. And uh, he even did that with Anthony Davis where I felt like in the first quarter he barely touched the ball. Uh, as a matter of fact, probably five minutes in, he had two touches offensively. And I don't mean two scoring opportunities. I mean two touches other than rebounds. So um, uh, then in the second half it looked like get him in, get him involved. And he had an excellent third quarter and, and second half. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's where I wanted to kind of go a little bit with this because we've seen Eric Gordon struggle here early. We've seen Tyreek Evans play from a number of different spots on the floor, and and I kind of ignored it, but there were some people who were saying back maybe right before training camp started that, you know, if we're going to do this kind of three-guard look and you've got now this emerging superstar and Anthony Davis, you know, are there enough touches or shots or however you want to put it to go around? And and I, and I kind of shook it off saying, well, that's a good problem to have. You know, I'd like to have that problem. Um, so where does that stand now? Which, which side of the fence are you on? Well, I, I said that last year. I said with all these guys, uh, with all these guys um, healthy, who is going to accept their role the best? And realizing that you have – five guys on this team that are capable of scoring 20 with Anderson coming off the bench, um, Anthony Davis, Tyree Gordon, and Drew Holiday. Those five guys um, are going to have nights where they have 25. They're going to have 10. That's acceptable as long as you're winning. Will those guys get grumpy if, if that's not going and they're losing? So, Anthony Davis, you know, obviously has stepped his game to the, you know, to the way top. He's going to get his 20 every night. He's going to go out and he's going to dominate. The only, the good thing about Anthony is he doesn't need you to throw him the ball. He doesn't need you to run in plays. In the course of an offense, his guys have to be willing to pass him the ball. Now, if everybody's out there trying to get their numbers, it's going to look awful. When they pass the ball, move the ball, play from side to side, that's when they look the best. And last night they did a pretty good job of that. And there's going to be enough for everybody to be in double figures, those five guys I'm talking about. And will they be happy scoring 12 or 13 a night, occasionally having 20? And that's what it's going to boil down to is what is your role? What is What are you trying to get done? And if it's not about winning and, and making sure, and I saw – Drew Holiday last night pass up a shot to get Anthony Davis going. He had it going, keep it going. That's the kind of basketball that all of them need to play, especially on break situations. I saw Tyree come down on a two-on-one situation, Isaac running down the middle of the floor, and he took a tough shot. They, they can't have that. That that starts seeping in doubt and and bad feelings and and. I don't think Tyreek is selfish, but it looked like a selfish play. Too many of those, and you could have problems. Fair point. No doubt about that. Um, I know you get the same questions a lot of times that I do from fans and others. 
Um, and the one that's coming up here in the last couple of days, obviously, is what's going on with Eric Gordon. Um, have you constructed a good answer for that yet? Absolutely. Shooters struggle. Players struggle. It really looks bad when it's the beginning of the season. There's a lot of moving parts out there. Where do I get mine? Eric Gordon is more of a guy who plays better when he's aggressive. And you saw in spurts there where he was aggressive and he looked better, even though he's not making shots. If he defends and thinks about other aspects of the game, it will help him get his offense going. Right now, all he's thinking about is offense. And offensive players tend to do that. Oh, I can't get my shot. I can't get my shot. Now that he's struggling, you saw the 15-footer where he shot at 13. Because it was wide open, it was easy, and he tried to guide it in. Every player goes through this. Every player, and everybody's hard on Eric and, and you know all the stuff that happened a few years ago and his injuries and stuff like that. He is a player that is struggling, and that's it. There's no more to it. He's trying to figure it out. It's in his head, and it's, and it's like a golfer who gets the shanks. You swing and you swing and you swing and you swing, and you're thinking, I'm doing the same thing. Well, you're not. You're not just letting it go. And I even motion to him, it looks like you're holding on to the ball too long. Let it go. Just go up there and shoot the basketball, and – he will eventually work his way out of this. This is this is something that you go through, and you know I, I think he will he, he will. I mean, he's got too much talent not to work at, work his way out of it. Well, and it means more coming from a guy like yourself who played his position in the NBA. So I'm glad I asked the question, I guess, because I was try I was tired of not having a fair answer. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean he's, he's going to be fine. He, you know, it's just you know when he shot that 15 footer. I felt his pain. I've been there where you're just not, I mean, even if you go to the basket, you see the layup and you're you're missing those and you're thinking, what do I have to do? Well, you go back and you continue to do what you do in practice and come out and just let it go. And, you know, sometimes playing the defense and and making a pass kind of gets your adrenaline flowing. And then when you hit that next shot, you're like, okay, here we go. And that's all he needs. He needs one to go in where he's like, okay, and and stop worrying about his offense and worry about other aspects of the game, take his mind off his shooting, his shot will go. David Wesley here with us on the Black and Blue Report. We're going to wrap up a Wesley Wednesday with this. Uh, David, have you sat down yet to uh, start uh, penning your thank you note to the NBA League office for this weekend's road trip, which features the San Antonio Spurs and the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, that's that's good times. Wow. Uh, two really tough matchups. Uh, another team in Cleveland that's trying to figure out what they're doing. A lot of moving parts, a lot of offense, not enough basketballs. And LeBron trying to play, uh, I don't know, uncle, father, teacher, veteran guy, and it's not going as, as planned. Um, San Antonio, well-oiled machine. Two really tough matchups, but uh, certainly, I think, uh, a good test for the Pelicans. No doubt. I, I guess part of me is cringing, and part of me is going, I'm glad we're getting this out of the way now. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get Cleveland while they're struggling, um, and go in there and just, you know, I, it's funny, we played three division games in, in the first part of the season, and 
allow the team to see exactly where they are, and it's good for this young team. No doubt, no doubt. David, I'll see you on the plane on Friday as we head off to uh, the Alamo City. And thanks again for your visit on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to heading down to my birthplace and uh, have a couple of cold ones with you. Yes, sir. You're a man of many cities, my friend. Yes, indeed. Yes, David Wesley with us on a Wesley Wednesday. Of course, catch David and Joel Myers on Fox Sports New Orleans as they again will have both of the games up this, of this upcoming road trip on the television for you. All right, stay with us. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Still to come to talk fantasy football on this Wednesday. Up next, though, we'll continue the conversation about the Pelicans and let you listen into the thoughts of head coach Monty Williams and others from last night's win. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackie, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. The Pelicans continue to use a big third quarter. That was the key last night. They outscored the Hornets 26-17 on their way to the 100-91 win at Smoothie King Center, downtown New Orleans. Uh, the particulars in just a moment. First, though, in case you missed it, the thoughts of head coach Monty Williams right after the win. Congratulations. Nice win, Coach. Yeah, a really good win for us. Obviously, any win is is something to value, but um, to be able to play off of a back-to-back and to win against a playoff team um, says a lot about our guys. Our defense was um, really good tonight uh, to hold them to 91 points. And we had 26 assists with 13 turnovers, and I think we had 10 at halftime. So we really cut them down in the second half. And, you know, if you look at the number of contributions we got tonight, it, it was good to see some guys hit some shots, but, you know, we had a number of guys play well. Yeah, and here we talked to pregame about hitting shots, yeah. free throws, all of it, and then it finally started to click there for you. I guess it was probably second quarter. Yeah, and I think. Ryan got going a little bit. I thought Austin's juice off the bench was really good for us tonight. Uh, when we can make 19 for 19 free throws, that's um, big for us. And, and we got 11 offensive rebounds. They're a pretty good rebounding team with, with Al. We held them to six offensive rebounds. So you know, overall, just a, a good win for us. Obviously, it's still early um, in the season, and, and we, we have a lot to work on. But I saw some carryover from the film session we had this morning and some of the things we've been teaching in practice. Coach, what is it about the third quarters? They've been kind to your ball club for the first four games. And with that, was there a concerted effort to get Anthony more touches after the halftime break? Yeah, I just talked to 
buddy of mine last night, uh, Nate McMillan. We were just after the game. I was on my way home, and you know, that was the one thing he was talking to me about: is just getting Anthony easier catches and trying to uh, get him the ball early in the clock so he has a chance to to see what's happening and not be under duress with double teams or the, the paint being loaded. And um, we just made an effort to get him the ball. But you know, energy finds the ball. And he, he, he works to get it, and then he does good stuff with it. Monty's ball club got the shot back last night, 46.9% from the field. That's way up from where it had been the last couple of games. Much better at the free throw line, too. 19 of 19. I think that ties for third best performance at the free throw line for the team in a game in franchise history. So we went from 60% the last couple of games to 19 of 19 last night. And that was a, a huge lift. Uh, at the foul line last night, uh, no one was better than Drew Holiday. He was 5 for 5. Anthony Davis, though, right behind him, 4 of 4 at the line. He also had 24 points in all, 13 rebounds. It's his third double-double of the year. He adds three block shots to his performance as well. My team did a great job of finding me. You know, I kind of um, struggled in the first, but, you know, I definitely didn't let that bother me. You know, you know, uh, Reed, uh, Drew. Even Russ, everybody's telling me, just keep shooting the ball. You know, we got confidence in you, so you know, I'm going to stay with it. I've seen the first one go in, and um, you know, I just felt good every time after that. AD, I, I know you don't like compliments. Like, well, I should say compliments, but did you hear the crowd chant MVP in the third quarter? No. At the beginning of the fourth, you had to hear it. No, but I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Um, you know, um, it's crazy because, you know, I watch – when I was younger, well, younger, four years ago I was in college, you know, I watched, you know, LeBron or Kobe or KD, all them guys, and, you know, you can hear through the TV them chanting, then you actually at the line, and it's like, man, they are doing it for me. So um, it was good, but at the same time, you know, my biggest thing was like, all right, you better not miss these two free throws. So, <laughs> so when I seen the first one go in, I kind of like, all right, sign relief and just make the next one. But, um, you know, it's only the beginning of the season. You know, it's our third game. Um, we got a lot more to go, so um, I can't, you know, let that get to me. Did you make a conscious effort in that third with your jump to try and take over a little bit, give the team a lift, or was that just the shot they were getting? That was just a shot that was getting me. You know, um, when they down there trying to double team our guards, you know, I just popped back. You know, uh, when O's in the game and Ryan in the game, I'll dive out, and you know, I just got the ball. And like I said, I'm confident in my shot, so I can miss five and. You know, the sixth one, you know, I feel like I'm going to make, and that's what I tried to do, and um, start going in for me. We were talking to Tyreek about his shooting. How much of a lift, though, does that give you guys down that teams have to sag off him? I mean, when they say, they can't always sag off him. Now they have to respect his three. Yeah, um, give us a big lift, you know, um, especially when we need a three. Um, we can swing it to, you know, Drew, Ryan, you know, Eric, Tyreek, Austin, you know, uh, Luke, you know, everybody. <coughs> Um, we got more guys, you know, and they got to respect them now. So um, it kind of gives us um, a chance to actually run our offense like it's supposed to, you know, instead of guys always, you know, um, going under. So we got to adjust our screening angles. And they, you know, trying to make sure they go off. And he's knocking down the three, so now they got to respect it. Anthony Davis and the Pelicans now 2-2. Two and two. And so we'll get set for a Saturday night ball game at San Antonio. 7.30 tips central will be on the radio and on your television this weekend through uh, not only Fox Sports New Orleans but the Pelicans radio network led by the flagship station 105.3 WWL-FM. 
On another programming note, tomorrow night the Monty Williams Show returns. That's 8 o'clock Central, also on WWL-FM. It's our longest visit of the week with head coach Monty Williams. We'll have highlights from the week that has been played this past uh, couple of days, and we'll also have a surprise or two in there for you as well. 8 to 8.30, Thursday nights on WWL-FM. All right, Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com joins Daniel Salerson here on In Studio B in just a moment. Fantasy football is our focus coming up, and uh, we'll continue in a moment. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Don't miss country music star Charlie Pride at Beauregard on Friday, November 7th. Share a unique musical journey and a night of hits with the amazing Charlie Pride. Visit Beauregard.com for tickets. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, as always on Wednesday, we talk a little fantasy football, and here to help us with that is Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. He's part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, nice to have you on again on this Wednesday, my friend. Yeah, it's always good times. It's too bad we're on the home stretch of the season already. I know. I don't want to think about it. So uh, let's just move on to what we're going to talk about. And we'll talk about Saints and 49ers first. Good matchup. Colin Kaepernick, Drew Brees. Um, which players should you look out for in this matchup? I think that you're starting most of the Saints, as always, even with a tough matchup against the 49ers, mostly because we're looking at a very thin week because we got six buys again, just like last week. And this is pretty much a heavy impact on the running backs and wide receivers this week, more so wide receivers last week too, but it's affecting a lot of teams. Uh, obviously, you're starting Drew Brees no matter what. You're always starting him, and he's at home. So even in a matchup where you might be concerned about the 49ers, they're actually not a team that should really scare you, even if we weren't talking about Drew Brees this year. They haven't been as good as they've normally been in the past against quarterbacks. So I look for Brees to continue right along with this near 300 yards per game average as of recent, a multiple touchdowns per game. But at running back and wide receiver, running back you know, gets a little – concerning with the possible return of Pierre Thomas and Kerry Robinson, just because now we're talking about all four of them being in the mix again. By no means are you sitting Mark Ingram with how great he's been. The only concern you might have is that it drops him down to RB2 level where he had been an RB1 over the last two weeks because of the touches. Because we're talking about 24 and 30 rushing attempts, and now we're talking probably going to fall back into the 15 to 20 range if everybody's involved. So, you're still treating him as RB2. He's still starting in all of your leagues. Pierre Thomas uh, and Kiri could probably get some conversation as flex and RB3s. Standard for Kiri, uh, I'd say PPR for Pierre Thomas. 
if they're back and if they look like they're going to be back in the fold 100%. But it's just a big question of how they're going to use them. And then at wide receiver, you know, Colston's kind of turned into that consistent option. Well, Kenny Stills is taking those big plays out there and has proved over the last couple of games what he can bring. So with how thin people are at wide receivers, Colston, Cooks, and Stills, I would – I would easily consider all three of them wide receiver three stills with the highest ceiling and the biggest fluctuation in value. Cause he could always get left out, but I'd roll all three of them out there this week because of how thin your options are. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on to the Eagles Foles. Uh, the Eagles took a hit with Foles being out with that collarbone injury. Mark Sanchez is in, is he legitimate fantasy replacement for him? Or do you, are you going to have to go out and find another fantasy quarterback? No, he actually is. And he's somebody who I would pick up. Even if I had a quarterback in that, you know, if I'm a Tony Romo owner and looking for a replacement this week, if I don't know he's back, or maybe I was in that low-end QB1, high-end QB2, and I'm playing mix and match, I think Sanchez could easily be a QB1 for the rest of the year in the lower end in the range of the Romo that we're talking about. But similar to, I think he could actually put up better numbers than Nick Foles because he seems to fit that offense a little bit better, a little bit more mobile, a little bit more have had the ability to run that up-tempo offense. If you looked at him last week, 15 for 22, two touchdowns, two picks, you can't blame that first interception off him that just bounced off Josh Huff. He looked really good. People need to get the idea of Sanchez back with the Jets out of their mind because that's just what's so fresh in everybody's. Everybody just remembers how tough things were for him in New York. So get that out of your mind. He fits that offense really well. I'm telling you, QB1 for the rest of the year, fringe, and somebody that you could pick up, not if you're just a Nick Foles owner who lost him. Now another guy putting up uh, video game numbers the last few weeks, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, before that, he wasn't, you know, not the best fantasy option if you had a quarterback. But now, I mean, do you expect these numbers to keep up? I'm not saying he's going to throw six touchdowns every week, but are you starting him a lot more than what you used to be? Uh, yeah, you're, you're not expecting another six touchdowns? Hey, it's, it is against the Jets. There's a possibility. Yeah, you never know. I, I, I really say that. I think Roethlisberger's mid-pack QB1 now for the rest of the year. You know, everybody doubted the fact of him being able to put up even three or four the week after throwing six. You just don't see that happen. So for him to be the one the first time in the NFL history to throw six touchdowns in back-to-back games was very surprising. But this is what he's always been. He's always had that high upside. He kind of gets overlooked because of the offense, because of the defense. They are a run-first team throughout their history. But Roethlisberger's always had plenty of talent. And if you look at what he's got now, he's going three wide receiver deep with two really young, quality receivers in Wheaton and Bryant. So you put him alongside of Russell Wilson, Jay Cutler, Philip Rivers, and I have no problem with it. If you were somebody who would like, go back to what we were saying earlier, maybe you were playing mix and match with Roethlisberger and a Matt Ryan or a Cam Newton, I would just roll out Roethlisberger for the rest of the year. We're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. And, uh, Jake, I'm one of the guys that has Ben Tate on two of my three teams. Not the best week for him. Last week, seems like Terrence West getting a lot more touches. Is Ben Tate not the number one option right now in Cleveland? It doesn't seem that way, but we got to remember, look, 
you want to throw out the cliche of the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We're talking about Kyle Shanahan, and he's just like his dad with the fact that he doesn't seem committed to any one running back at any time. He could change up his game plan throughout the week. He even the, the team has even come out and said that whoever looks best in practice it could be the one that leads the team and carries the upcoming week. And so it's something that we've seen with him, we've seen with his dad, we see with Belichick, and it's those type of backfields that just are frustrating. You would think at this point with the stretch that Ben Tate has had that he's the one that's going to be second fiddle now to Terrence West. But at the same time, Terrence West had his own struggles early in the year. He was a healthy scratch the one game. Isaiah Crowell was getting higher touches. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if we come out and then West has a great game, but then next week Ben Tate has a great game, and it's just mix and match for the rest of the year. So unfortunately, I would say if you have to pick one, it's Terrence West, but I would not be surprised if Ben Tate still has a good game left in him for the rest of the year. I just wouldn't want to roll him out on my team and risk what week it's going to be. Fair enough. And before I let you go, how about two or three waiver pickups this weekend? Uh, there's a lot. Besides Mark Sanchez, he's a great one. Terrence West, obviously, if you need running back help. I'm still surprised I'm going to throw him out there again just because we talked about it, and I will say it again. Allen Robinson is still unbelievably way low owned on NFL.com in most leagues, still at 1-2% on NFL.com, for example. But outside of him, everybody who hasn't bought into Martavis Bryant, as I talked about a little bit ago with Ben Roethlisberger, definitely needs to be on board with him at this point. He's still sharing snaps almost equally with Wheaton, but he's the better downfield and red zone threat. Definitely buy into him over Wheaton. And then don't forget, a lot of people, because of buys, will sometimes drop players or you kind of forgot about them that you wanted to pick them up. Devontae Adams is coming back this week with the Packers coming off their buy. Has already taken control of that number three job. Has been on the field for a ton of snaps. And as we've seen throughout the history of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they can make three wide receivers all good. And Adams has looked really good of late. So Adams would definitely be somebody, if you need wide receiver help, don't forget about him. Great stuff. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, always a pleasure when you're coming on. Good stuff, and um, enjoy the games again this weekend. Try not to think about that we're more than halfway through the season. <laughs> I'll try not. To. I'll try to just sit back and enjoy for once. Sean's back in one moment. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpot starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. This show, the Black and Blue Report, is, of course, available each and every weekday for you on your Pelicans app or at Pelicans.com. 
free to you on iTunes and always available at NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. Speaking of uh, Saints digital media coverage, there are two other shows for you to check out today. Uh, Jennifer Hale is your host for the Fantasy Forecast and for the Saints Social uh, Zone as well. Those are always yours on Wednesday afternoon. Otherwise, John DeShazer and I will see you later on today for the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. Big day for the Saints as they prepare for the 49ers this week. Jim Henderson tomorrow. We're going to talk NBA as well. Um, Mark Stein is scheduled to appear from ESPN. We're hoping Mark can uh, pull himself away from a meeting he has tomorrow to uh, join us on the podcast. And uh, we'll also take you inside the Saints locker room tomorrow as well. Always a good Thursday show for you. We're looking forward to it. And we thank you, of course, for being with us on this Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed the weather today. Stay dry as we go into Thursday. If you're in the Gulf South, we're going to get a little wet between uh, probably now, the time you're hearing us, and the time that we uh, next visit with you. Thanks to Jake Seeley and Daniel Salerson for their fantasy football work today. Also to David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday. Monty Williams and Anthony Davis, too. Everybody's happy here on this Wednesday on campus. Have a blessed rest of your day. Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.